Welcome to the podcast. I'm Carla Joy Treadway. I'm here to help you navigate nuanced conversations and explore topics that demand your attention and awareness. There is no topic off limits here. Together, we will seek to find the middle path, explore the polarities of darkness and light, left and right, grace and grit. As a writer, life coach, and seasoned yogi, I'm in the business of awareness and conscious action. I'm here to create space for the conversations that need to be had in order to create solutions that bridge the divide between humans. Sensemaking will use practical, logical, philosophical, and spiritual tools to help us gain well-rounded perspectives on issues that strike a chord. Let's get started. Hey everyone, Carla Joy Treadway here. We're doing a solo episode and I'm sorry, I haven't done one here in a little bit. Um, It's been summer, I've been busy in the garden with the kids and this particular show has been weighing on my heart, on my mind and I've been wanting to get it out so, so bad. So we're going to talk about that today. We're talking about collective self-sabotage. We're talking about the battle between the left and the right. Which party is right? Which party is more evil? (laughs) We're going to get into all of it today. So most of you have a car and I'll ask you this. Is it best to drive your car faster or is it best to slow things down? Well, the answer, of course, is it depends. Progressives go fast and conservatives go slow. Progressives are always progressing towards an ideal which may or may not exist without ever really having a metric for arrival. Conservatives, on the other hand, preserve tradition, sometimes for the benefit of all, sometimes falling behind the times. This car needs to change speeds often depending on the terrain and circumstances, and neither party is consistently infallible and at the right speed. The people who think we always need to go fast are wrong. The people who always want to hit the brakes are wrong. And these ridiculous tribal wars, these blue and red arguments about who is always right and who always is at the right speed They're both flawed. The real issues we're seeing are because of tribalism. Our identification with our team, car red or car blue, and overemphasizing our team over individual issues. It's our lack of nuance, our inability to look at individual issues while we side with our team no matter what. The problem is in our lack of communication between sides or eradication of sides like we're seeing with these uh, with this NDP liberal coalition and the censorship bills. This tribal push to agree with your side or else punishment. There's no more room for nuance and individuality anymore. Diversity of opinion. You see, your opinion doesn't need an identity. 
Individuals are capable of having their own opinions without an identifiable group. In a world that is supposedly progressive and inclusive, the identity politics have never been more divisive and hateful. An identity-first model prevents us from hearing the information we need. It cuts us off from our humanness and our ability to empathize with the other. Cancel culture is the desire to cut off and cancel anyone that disagrees with you. And worse, yes, like cancel culture is not just deleting a profile that you follow. Cancel culture is making sure you ruin someone's life, right? We're seeing cancel culture make sure that people are fired, that they don't have any friends, that they're smeared. It's so aggressive. It's punishing. This climate prevents conversation and learning and too many leap to joyously cancel dissenting opinion without even having a strong recognition of what those opinions are or who that person really is that's being canceled. We see this with flags or pronouns and bios. People will come across an account with this immediate identity marker and they will check out from the conversation altogether because they've already decided something about this person. And this person, too, is using an identity-first model to explain their opinions. What if you were so much more than your group identity? I think we forget that. I think we forget that our opinions don't need identities. That we can be a part of a culture or group without adopting every single opinion of that group. That we can and should question things within our own groups and seek to see commonality and middle ground amongst these different groups. Africa Brooke coins cancel culture as collective self-sabotage. We are encouraging the social phenomenon because people love to be a part of a tribe. It's extremely harmful to everybody involved. Hence, the term collective self-sabotage. People are scared nowadays. People are so scared to say the simplest things, to tell someone who they vote for, to say that they actually don't agree with this policy at work. The fact that people are terrified to just have practical conversations is ridiculous. But it's this mob mentality that is so punishing that it's created, I guess, a legitimate fear in people now because it's not just you'll be in an argument. It's, oh, you might actually get fired and have your life ruined. Our culture in Canada is predominantly left-leaning. It's taken over our educational institutions, big tech media, and even our small friend groups. This growing social tribe uses aggression to gain membership. And it led to my fast evacuation from the left tribe. And I'm going to put that in quotations here. And before you stop listening, this is not a story about how the left is bad. It's actually a story about the harms of tribalism and this current mob mentality in general. And I'd even like to go so far as saying this mob mentality, cancel culture, is ruining classic liberalism. 
So if you wanted to stop listening here because your tribal fires are already burning, please stop. It's a problem and I'm going to tell you why. I always identified as a person on the left. My friends were all on the left. I was told at every election by my friends that there simply was no other choice. The yoga communities I was immersed in were all left. The trainings I took emphasized leftist ideologies. The news I watched was left. But of course, that realization only came later in life. I thought I was watching neutral content. My university was left-leaning. I was told by society at large that good people were progressive and you should vote left. (laughs) That if you voted conservative, it meant you were a bad capitalist that hated poor people. That you were a Trump supporter, a bigot. That you had to put black squares in your bio or change your little social media icon to a certain flag to be a good person and be a part of this tribe. That you had to adopt an opinion based on the latest thing to be a part of this tribe. And if you didn't, well, you just weren't a good person. And I did a lot of it for a long time because I simply didn't understand the politics and ideologies that I was supporting. And I felt the pressure. I was just a part of groupthink. And this is what it's like to be in the tribe. But like everything in life, there's a pendulum. We start an exercise or diet program and we go all in to the point where we realized our celery juicing and daily two-hour run is unsustainable and we crash, swinging to the other side, eating whatever we want and hitting the couch. Well, my politics did this to me. Waking up to the fact that some of the social justice movements I was aggressively told to support were actually run by Marxist individuals who use the money raised to buy mansions, who verbally express out loud that they had intent to destroy the nuclear family, made me question my tribal memberships. These memberships were everyone joined because if you didn't, silence is violence, or if you questioned it, You are a bigot, a racist, a homophobe, or a Nazi. Which, by the way, is a very effective way to gain and maintain your memberships. My pendulum swung when I realized each and every bit of news I was receiving was not influenced, but completely paid for by the leftist government. That universities teach leftist theories. That big tech platforms like Twitter and Facebook are not neutral free speech platforms, but ones that censor content from the right. You know, Elon Musk was onto something here and he exposed a lot when he sought out to buy Twitter. My pendulum swung when I realized that I had been forced to self-censor common sense questions squash my intuitive feelings that something was off, and that being told to adopt certain thoughts and opinions was a requirement of my membership on the left. So I swung right. I swung hard. The right must be a better team. I started to really research the policies, politics, and ideologies that I was supporting. I started to see through the online bullying and aggressive force that weaponizes the guilt of honest and good people. I started to see that many figures, politicians, and policies on the right for what they actually were, not the stories that I was told. Because there's a big difference between saying you are virtuous 
and actually being virtuous. And a lot of people stop when someone just tells them, hey, what we're doing is good. And that's often the extent to people's investigation. For example, and this is a contentious one, don't cancel me. Trump wasn't as bad as people said he was as a president. Now, don't hang up. I'll start by saying, I don't think Trump's a good person per se, but in terms of his policies, his policies helped more people in the United States, including minority groups and women, than we had been told. Is he a good person? No. But his policies helped Americans of all socioeconomic, racial, and gendered backgrounds. It's just actually not black and white the way it's painted, especially in Canada. And here's where your inner tribalism is getting ready to leap out and yell Trump supporter at me. Tribalism prevents us from seeing the truth. From having conversations and from looking at hard facts and data required to form sound policies that benefit the collective. There are definitely bad things about Trump. (laughs) Uh, But there are also a lot of good things that you've just never heard before. Now, I initially jumped teams. I'm not voting for Trump, so everyone that's still stewing, just chill. I'm in Canada. I swung from left to right as I learned more and more about right-leaning politics. After I jumped teams, and here's my mistake, started to vilify everything about the left. All the people in the left. You know, all liberals are now this way. And that was my mistake. Probably a necessary part of my political and psychological evolution, but still a mistake. To group people into tribes at all. To get sucked into the narrative of this side good, that side bad. It's all nonsense, and it hurts us all. The truth is, both sides need each other. The truth is, liberals are not good or bad people. Conservatives are not good or bad people. In the exact same way that all white people are not one way, all black, indigenous, gay, or minority people, women and men, are not one way. Yet we're seeing the opposite more and more in a world that is supposedly inclusive, diverse, and progressive. It's a lie. It's more tribal than ever. Or maybe it's the same amount of tribal as it ever was since the caveman days. What's happening now is your tribalism is bypassing your ability to have your own opinion as a unique individual. It's stopping the conversation. It's stopping us from looking at our own faults and strengths. We're jumping to our team's opinions on things without evaluating the policies and opinions at all. And I get it. People are busy. Y'all have kids and jobs and health issues. Who wants to research politics in their spare time? I get it. And prior to the last two years, I certainly wasn't doing a deep dive either. But when we see a flag or pronouns in someone's Twitter bio and we immediately form a certain opinion about them before we even read the thread... We learn about someone's political stance or religion or tribe and stamp them with don't listen or don't like without ever getting to hear them or know what they're about. 
I mean, I've done it and I'm no longer going to participate in it. Because if you fancy yourself a good person, a good person doesn't act this way. A good person is kind and listens. And a smart person knows that all people are never a certain way. If you're putting your tribe above your ability to critically think, get to know someone or hear their story on the other side. If you're not, you're just hurting yourself, you're hurting society, and you're adding to the problem that hurts us all. And I'm not casting shame and blame here because I've done it too. I'm just learning a lot about people these days. I'm learning to set aside my own tribalism and assumptions, and I'm getting to know people one-on-one instead. It's literally why I started this podcast. I interview doctors who are against the current public health measures that have been told to adopt without question. I've interviewed people from the gay community who are against the gender agendas being taught in an elementary school that we've been told to adopt without question. I've interviewed strong black women who are poking holes in critical race theory. I've interviewed indigenous people who are questioning certain government social support programs and not for the reasons you think. Because individuals' opinions matter. And we need these people that are willing to stand up to groupthink and tribalism. So while my awakening about the leftist policies that I was supporting propelled me to the right tribe at first, what I'm now seeing and learning is the benefits and gaps of both. Neither side is going to save you in reality. I'm recognizing the need to ask more questions and listen to both sides. I'm mostly seeing the necessary requirement not to vilify anyone for their membership to a tribe. The truth is we need the left and the right to work together. Another reason why this coalition government is so dangerous. It's the exact opposite of democracy. They've eliminated the other side. So here's a generalization about the parties, the left and the right. The conservatives want smaller government and to preserve traditions. They help prevent government overreach and they emphasize personal responsibility, without which people become complacent, unmotivated, unsuccessful, and even unhappy. And we are watching how this plays out in real time in states and provinces where they don't hold people up to these standards. The conservatives emphasize structure, the economy, building strong moral societies, and strong character. They prefer cold hard facts over ideologies. For example, how much does this cost? Or is this working? Here's the data. Where do they fall short? They can become stagnant or unwilling to change. They require a nudge to progress in some areas. At their best, conservatives create strong societies based on hard work, personal responsibility, sound economic policy, morality, logic, and facts. At their worst, conservatives can be closed-minded, bigoted, and lack vision for the future. Liberals love large governments and are always progressing to an ideal, an ideal that may or may not exist in reality. They emphasize people and taking really good care of one another with strong social supports paid for by the government. 
they are always evolving towards an ideal and seeking to do better in terms of interpersonal relationships, people's feelings, and social programs. We have definitely benefited from things like socialist healthcare, but at the same time, this is a flawed and crumpling system. The problem with liberalism is ideologies may be put on a pedestal and don't actually work in real life. And where does the progression stop? If we are always working towards a new and good place, why wouldn't we stop somewhere along the line? Is it because that ideal doesn't exist? Like, where do we stop? At their best, liberals create societies where we seek to take very good care of one another based on a vision for the future that is idealistic. At their worst, liberals can be so idealistic and arrogant lacking strong policies and facts to back up their systems and policies. They get angry when cornered with facts that poke holes in those ideologies, and they often create policies that are not affordable or realistic. Both parties are capable of creating strong societies. Both have members that are rational, caring people seeking to make the world uh, better. Both have a majority of members that are not extremists. And both have the capability to make society worse and have extremists that are closed-minded, dangerous, power-hungry, and arrogant. They need each other. Liberals encourage conservatives to think outside the box, evolve with the people, and create much-needed social supports. Without the liberals, the conservatives may stay stuck in traditions that no longer serve the needs of society. They may overemphasize the economy or traditions at the expense of individual needs and progression. Conservatives encourage liberals to look at the facts, logic, and structures required to make policies that are effective, economical, and practical. What's idealistic is not always possible or beneficial. Without the conservatives, the liberals may continue their progression at a rate that is nonsensical and harmful, negating traditions that are based in sound evidence and have a benefit for society. Governments would grow so big that they strong-arm every aspect of society until personal responsibility is no longer a factor at all, which would lead to dependent and ambivalent populations unable to care for themselves. And if you've been listening to my show, you know, this is socialism. I, I don't agree with socialist societies. Why? There's never been one in all of history that works. So pick up a history book on that one. Um, that's never played out. But I digress. So my personal politics have changed. My ideas about policies have changed. I have a new way of voting currently, but it's based on policy, not membership. I don't identify as red or blue. You're never going to see that in my Instagram bio, but I identify as a critical thinker. The way I vote may change depending on the evidence in front of me. My opinion is still greater than my tribe. My identity is not wrapped up in my politics. My I am is stronger than my membership in any group. And it's the same courtesy that I'm trying to extend to others now. My politics, my religion, my skin color, my sexual preference, none of these things are stronger than my I am. My I am is stronger than my tribe. So I can think clearly now. I'm able to change my politics at any time should I need to. I'm able to poke holes in theories that don't make sense. 
I'm able to form my own opinion on issues without succumbing to groupthink, bullying, or self-censorship. I don't care about fitting in anymore. I just care about my integrity. And most importantly, I don't hate anyone or vilify anyone for being a part of a certain tribe, political group, or religion. I'm learning to see people as people. If you're not there yet, you're going to be surprised when you start to reframe things this way. You're going to gain access to empathy. You're going to learn things about your own tribe that should be questioned. You're going to learn things about the bad other that will help you see their humanness and their goodness. You're going to start seeing the world as a place where we live together as people instead of the red versus blue. And it's a much better place to live. I believe that we can change the world if there are more people willing to see the world in this way. That it's taking the easy way out to simply firmly sit behind the line with your tribe and point fingers at the other. That this collective self-sabotage hurts us all. Collective self-sabotage stops conversation and effective policy change. It stops compassion, empathy, and our own ability to grow as people. So in conclusion, I'm voting conservative these days. And it doesn't mean I'm a good or bad person for doing so. It's my decision based on policies, not tribalism. It doesn't, it doesn't mean I agree with everything that the right does. And it doesn't mean I hate everything that the left does. In some areas, I may lean left. In some areas, I might lean more right. And it might change later on in life. I like to think of myself as a liberal idealist and a conservative realist. I'm not coming out as a born-again conservative. I'm coming out as an individual that is able to free themselves from tribalism. My opinions don't require a membership or identity, and neither do yours. You can vote a certain way, you can be born into a certain culture or race, and you don't have to hold tight to every opinion of the group. Your I am can and should be stronger than your group identity and certainly your politics. When I woke up to the aggressive tribalism in my own left-leaning group, it sent me to the other team. My mistake was in continuing the exact same behaviors, but in a new tribe. Any old podcasts or writings may reflect that, and I'm not taking them down. Because there isn't a need to self-censor, and I think it's important to show my humanness and evolution. I will continue to write political musings about my opinions on our current government and power, the individuals who are engaging in corrupt behavior, and my criticisms of the people in charge. But I don't think certain things about all liberals in general. I can separate the individual from the party's ideals and from the current individuals who are doing a great disservice to all party members in general. I have opinions about the people in charge and the policies that need questioning. This doesn't require tribalism, groupthink, or a reluctance to hear people out who identify with the Liberal Party. I have a willingness to engage and stay neutral on the people. So how do we eradicate tribalism? Seek to see the humanness in people first. We forget that. We all came from the same place. Don't self-censor your opinions. 
but also ask how your higher self can show up in this conversation. We have mistaken truth for arrogance just because someone's being truthful. There's a lot of like, how dare you say that? Just because someone's telling the truth, it doesn't mean they're arrogant. Arrogance is arrogance. That's something different. So be truthful, but be polite. Catch yourself saying, all people in this group are a certain way. All people of this gender, all people of this religion, all people that believe this, blah, blah, blah. Here's a hint. You're always wrong. How many of us do this? I know I've done it. I know you guys have done it. We're wrong. People are individuals. When you're triggered by something, ask yourself, what am I missing? Ask yourself if you're willing to be wrong. Don't just jump on board in support of a group or the next latest and greatest thing without pausing. You don't have to support all the things that your tribe supports. Never erase a person because they show their identity first, unless, of course, it's an identity that openly professes to intentionally cause harm, like a hate group. And I mean actual hate groups, people, not the ridiculous name calling we're seeing where everyone just called each other a Nazi now. It's ridiculous. You guys got to stop using that word like it doesn't mean anything. And lastly, maybe extend the courtesy that the other person in front of you is at least 10% right. I can honestly say now that I don't think being a part of a certain political stance, race, culture, gender, sexual orientation, or religion should ever be your I am. It might be an important part of your uniqueness and maybe tribalism can't be avoided, But I think this tribalism only hurts us all. The stronger your I am and your ability to identify as a human being under God's eyes first, the less division and collective self-sabotage we'll see overall. My identity is stronger than any group membership and I would love to extend the same courtesy to you too. for listening to the show if you like what we do here please consider hitting the subscribe button and sharing with your friends Um, if you share it on instagram tag us you can take carla joy treadway or sense making podcast and we will make sure to post that we would love to hear your comments your questions any suggestions for guests if you like having these conversations If you're noticing what's happening in the world, in our political system, and you see that there's some things that need to change, consider joining um, my group. It's called The Sovereign. You can find it on my website, carlajoytreadway.com. The Sovereign is an online community and a wellness membership to help us move forward in a world gone wild. Together, we're learning about practices to keep us grounded wellness practices to keep us motivated and moving forward. And we host workshops with experts from all over North America that will inspire you to upgrade your health, create more money, grow a garden, homestead, learn about foraging, 
Bitcoin. Because if you guys haven't noticed now, the world's a little crazy. And we give you everything you need in the sovereign to be self-sustainable, to be more powerful, to be happier. And most importantly, this is a uncensored, safe space where you can meet other like-minded people. If you're watching what's going on in Canada too, with these censorship bills and all kinds of crazy stuff, there's a pretty good chance that I might not be able to be on things like Spotify or Instagram. So getting into these communities is literally the best way to stay connected, um, especially if you like uncensored material and real life conversations. That's it for the show today. I hope you liked it. We love comments. We love messages. So keep them coming, guys, and I'll see you next time.